ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want. Who are we to judge? Thanks to New Zealand On Air. Today I was watching a dancer and he was pretty cute. Then I got a lot of anxiety in my tummy. I think it might be that I have a crush on him, but I've never had a crush before. And also he's 16 or 17. What do I do? I'm only 12. How exciting, first off. Your first crush. First crush. The best. Oh, the anxiety in your tummy. I know exactly what it is. It's butterflies. Exactly. And we, you know, don't be too afraid of that or get too anxious about it because it's a good feeling. Embrace it, feel it. You know, try it out. See what it feels like, but let that goodness flow. Um, I totally hear you about what you, you're saying about watching somebody dance and just feeling this rush of attraction to somebody. I remember going to a Black Eyed Peas concert oh and my watching gosh. them. The first time, I think I was about 15 or something, and I saw the guys dance, and I was just like, I'm in love. I'm in yep. love with all of them. Because it's they can move, and you're impressed by the way that they move, and like, I don't know. The there's swag, just, the confidence, about them. the style. Yeah. Totally. So I totally hear what you're saying. Um, in terms of um, what to do about it, I think you know what you're feeling is accurate. It probably is a crush. Enjoy that. Um, enjoy that feeling. And in terms of um, having to do anything about it, I think you can just sit there with that feeling. If you want to approach that person, then approach them and, mm. and practice having a talk to them because that's also a good way to try and build up your confidence um, about talking to some, you know, talking to somebody that you have a crush on. But I suppose you know, just don't put too much pressure on yourself about yeah, having to be anything or grow into a relationship or anything. At the moment, it's just a crush, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah, and now that now that you've experienced it, you'll know for next time when you've got a crush on someone, or if you think that you you know like somebody that you go to school with, or anything like that, because you know what that feeling's like. ZM sealed section where you can ask whatever you want. I'm a 13 year old girl and I can't ever sleep. I go to bed at 8:30, but I go to sleep at five in the morning, and then I get up at seven, and I constantly feel tired throughout school and cannot concentrate. I'm failing a bit at school, which is also not helping. What do I do? Oh, you poor thing. Not a great um, thing to be experiencing. I definitely know that when I'm not getting my sleep, I am not a nice person to no, be around. No, I'm hangry as well always. I need yeah. to eat more. <laughs> yeah, I know. You need to eat more and not the right foods. It's not like you're sitting there craving an apple. No. You want to eat chocolate. Pizza. pizza carbs. <laughs> Give me all the potatoes ever. It's just a downward spiral. So as you can tell, Georgia and I totally know where you're or have the experience where you're at. So, um... Upfront disclaimer, we don't obviously have one of our beautiful nurses here tonight, so this isn't medical advice, this is just us speaking from our own experience. So if you think there might be some um, medical reasoning behind why you're experiencing insomnia, then I would um, try to organise a... Uh, what is it? An appointment, that's the word, with your GP or with your school nurse or talk to your parents about it to organise that for you um, to get it checked out. But some of the things that I've found really help me um, sleep or might be causing me not to sleep is when I go through periods where I'm quite highly anxious, so I've got a lot on my mind. There might be, I remember when I was at um, high school, you know, I might have um, sports tournaments coming up or sports races and things like that. And then I had lots of assignments um, things, you know, social events that I was going to and that would be all on my mind or maybe there were problems going on at home or with friends. When I was thinking about all of that, it was very hard for me to get relaxed and at night that's when all the thoughts about what should I do with this, what should I do with that, what should I, you know, what should I be thinking about this would start. And so just um, observe your thoughts and, and sort of think about, or sorry, see what um, is running through your mind when you go to bed. If there is a lot going through your mind, then I'd recommend potentially doing a bit of meditation. Mm. So there are a lot of um, different apps which you can get which give you guided med meditation. So they're for about 10 minutes. But what they do is actually help you calm your mind before you go into sleep and help you relax, let go of some of those thoughts so that you're ready to embark into dreamland. 
Um, the other thing that I would um, recommend potentially is exercising during the day because if you exercise, you're getting a lot more energy out of your body and then by the time you get to uh, bed night time, sorry, your body's a bit more ready to rest and relax and a bit more fatigued, so you might fall asleep more naturally. Um, and the other thing that I had listed is chamomile tea. I know yes. helps, yeah. I just, I actually, because I've been feeling a bit anxious lately and I have just gone out today and bought, um, it's called Calm Tea. And I don't know what it is, but the moment you um, like take a sip of it, you also breathe in nice. the whole smell of the tea and it kind of just relaxes you instantly. I know it sounds a bit silly, but it really does help. And I just had one of those today and instantly felt way more, whew, like mm, I could just get awesome. something off my chest. Yeah. yeah. And I think just be mindful of what you're eating before you go to bed. So I know that if I'm having some chocolate or really high sugar foods just before I go to bed, that sugar just creates a bit of a spike in energy. And just as I'm about to, you know, go to bed and relax, all of that energy is running mm. through my body. So that's not great. Um, yeah. I think those are One other thing that I've tried, because if it is something to do with, you know, having things on your mind and all that kind of jazz, I talked about this last week, but I actually have a worry doll. So... If there's anything that's on my mind that, you know, if my partner's asleep and I can't tell him about it, I just talk to this worry doll. And again, it sounds a bit random. And it kind of, I don't know, it just relieves you because you feel like you're talking to someone. Release it. Let it yeah. go. And that's a great idea. And the only thing I'd add to that is maybe a journal. Yes. So that, like you say, if you can't um, get it off your mind or meditation's not helping, you can actually turn on your light, write down the thoughts that are running around, and then it's actually released, but you can think about it or you won't forget it um, for tomorrow. Yeah. Good thinking, Georgia. Yeah, there's so, I've, I've tried so many things because I know exactly what it, fe what, what it feels like. I've actually changed my pillowcase to a silk pillowcase, but they are expenny, so mm. I probably wouldn't be asking mum for one of those, but if it gets that bad, maybe, you know, maybe do have the conversation with your parents, but otherwise definitely go and see your GP and try and figure out what is going on. ZM Sealed Section. Please help. I have a huge crush on a girl, but there is no way she likes me back, but I can't get her out of my head. What do I do? So much love in the air. It almost there feels is. like spring, even though we're moving to summer. There's like so much crush. It's the summer love and yeah. have me a blast. Oh, beautiful. Yes. What a, I was about to sing Crush by Jennifer something or other from back in the day. It's just a little, little crush. crush. Oh my God. Throwback. So sorry to anyone that's listening that has no idea what's just happened there. I do apologize for my dinosaur antics um but this is so this is exciting that you have a crush as we said like it's always a wonderful feeling um but i also appreciate that it can be a difficult feeling because you then you don't know what to do with it as we sort of talked about earlier on so i think you mentioned in um your message to us that you said that there's no way this girl could like you and i'm going to challenge you on that i mean how do you know that yeah, yeah unless they've explicitly come out and said there's no way i could ever like you um i think you maybe should test that or just give it a bit of time to get to know that person a little bit better build a bit of a friendship with them I think sometimes we underestimate um, the power of actually just getting to know somebody well and building a friendship with them before we move it into something more of a relationship one thing that people will always be open to talking about is themselves and when I say always open to talking about it's not necessarily like private um, secrets or deep intimate details mm. about themselves but if you ask them um, non-intrusive questions about themselves it's the one topic that they cannot get wrong because it is their story and it's all about them and people get excited yeah. about that yeah. and they love it that you're genuinely interested if you make sure that you come across as very sincere and you're listening because that's the most important thing as well if you are actually asking somebody a question it's to sit and actually listen to the response because half the time I bet you you'll find yourself not listening yes exactly and I think you know and, and to help you with that 
maybe brainstorm a couple of questions that you'd like to ask that person in advance so that when you are having that conversation, you can sit there and actually absorb what that person mm. is saying. And the beauty about having a conversation like that with somebody is then you actually can figure out one, if you actually like them, or maybe they're, you know, with that, with the more information you have, maybe they're not the kind of person that you thought they were. But if they are, what they're interested in, do you have mutual likes? Are there activities that you both like? Do you like the same movies? Do you have the same taste in music? And then you can utilize that to sort of continue building a friendship. Like, sweet, come over to sit by me at lunchtime and we can listen to my jams, my playlist that I oh, created. Oh, my boombox. <laughs> gosh, sound like I'm about to say cassette tape. Listen to my Walkman. Again, I do apologize for my dinosaur antics, everybody. But look, at the bottom line, you know, have a conversation with this person. I would challenge you to do that and yeah. challenge um, your assumption that this person doesn't like, you know, would never like you and get to know them and see where that takes you. And also, make, like, be positive towards yourself as well. Like, think about your awesome qualities and why this person should like you because that's exciting too. If you can go and, you know, if you can honestly say reasons why you think that people should like you then that's something that would help you build that confidence to be like you know what I'm going to go up there yes and just be myself and be um you know able to say hey what are you doing do you want to go grab a coffee want to go to the movies or hang out yeah. lunch or whatever it is let your awesome shine exactly. wow them with your awesome ZM sealed section so I saw my boyfriend kissing another girl in the mall the other day and I was too afraid to confront them I just ran into the toilet and cried but when he got home he denied it what do I do? I don't recognize the girl at all, and we flat together, so it's not like I can avoid him. Oh, my friend, when Georgia read this out in the break, um, both of our hearts just fell for you and Literally, broke for you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I cannot even fathom what that must have feel, felt like to see that and where you, your head must be at right now, and just know that we are sending our hugs and love to you as you work through this, because this is it's tough, 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 tough. Um, look, some advice that I have for you, and I suppose it's more of a structure more than anything on, on how you might be able to work um, your way through finding out what you want to do in this mm. situation. But the first thing first thing that I think you need to do is actually figure out what you want to do. And I think that's going to be really difficult if you are obviously in the same space as one another and you were trying to avoid him. So what I would recommend, if you can, is maybe try and find um, a friend or maybe you have a family member that you can go and stay with for some time just to get out of that physical space to give you a little bit of mental head space to get a bit of clarity. And just, I suppose, for also just for you to be able to process your emotions because I imagine that there is a lot that you're holding in and holding on to at the moment um, and being very conscious of him being in that same physical space as you. So... Um, Get in, yeah, find somewhere else that you can stay for the next wee while. And then what I would do um, when you are ready and as you can is review your relationship. So think to yourself, you know, a couple of questions to ask yourself is, is it fixable? Um, do you actually want to fix it? And so I suppose when, you know, when we're talking about reviewing the relationship, you know, we don't know how long you've been together, but looking over that period of time, is the goodness that you've experienced um, in that time, does that outweigh the negativity or, you know, this negative behavior? Mm. Is this something that you actually want to fix? Um, and if you do choose that you want to fix that, then perhaps giving a bit of thought, or not perhaps, definitely giving to some thought to how you actually want to go about getting that done and fixing that. Because um, I think there will be a bit of trial and error around what will work and what won't. But things like if you need couples counseling, being in, and you need that to help you move on and heal 
um, then being really firm about what your boundaries are if you are going to stay together and how you are going to overcome this. Um, really difficult, obviously, given that um, your boyfriend has denied the allegation, but um, I think you've just got to really channel in to your gut and be like, what's right here for you? Yeah. Um, and then off the back of that, when you can, making a decision. Um, and I know that's really hard. And I would say as much as you can, give yourself the time that you need to, to do all of that. Because if that means like a month, you know, I uh, wouldn't try and rush, you know, sort of go away for a week and try and figure this all out in that time. As much as you can, plausibly, given, you know, obviously a bit difficult that you live together, give yourself the time that you need to get clarity and um, just to give yourself a bit of comfort after the distress of seeing what you have. And I think, honestly, that's everything you've said is absolutely right. And it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to take some time for yourself and actually let yourself think about it without the pressures of other people or the mm. feeling like you can't you can't feel what you're feeling because yes. you're living in the same house as him because that's not going to be easy either. So just take some time for yourself, surround yourselves with friends and family and just really try and suss out what you want from this. And the other thing that I would say, and I know this is really hard, but I just really ask you to do this as you work through your thinking don't give him excuses yeah don't create stories to make his behavior okay if what you've seen is yeah. true don't try and make that behavior okay because it's not 100 percent. um you know and sometimes i think when we love somebody we can make up a lot of um stories or excuses or ration rationalize why that's okay but what you've seen with your own two eyes is not okay. So also, you know, there might be surrounding factors in your relationship, perhaps, which we don't know about that have led, led to that. But that's different to actually the behavior that you've seen. And all I would say is just for that overt example that you've shared with us and that you've seen, it's not okay. So also don't, you know, don't don't um, feel afraid to call that out as not okay. And if you are still, you know, finding it a bit hard to figure out what you want to do you can text or call 1737247 and just have another chat to somebody else get their perspective on the situation as well but thank you so much for reaching out and we are sending you the biggest hug right now literally okay mm -hmm. we we really do feel for you ZM sealed section so I'm 15 and I'm pretty sure I'm transgender female to male but I'm yet to come out and tell my mum who is very close-minded and openly transphobic I feel like she lacks knowledge and education on the topic and I feel like she's not going to be necessarily accepting of or what I want to do. Um, I'm not sure if she may have her suspicions or not, but in the past I've tried to talk to her about my mental health and she doesn't want to know about it. What would be your advice on the best way to tell her what's going on? As I would like to seek a therapist slash GP guidance at some point, but I think she will refuse to let me go and I'd prefer to do this on good terms than having to sneak around to appointments as a last resort. Far out. Just first off, I just want to acknowledge all the courage and um, I suppose, what's the word? I just love your openness and your desire to have a really honest, um, open, communicative um, and trusting relationship with your mum, despite knowing um, some of the challenges that you might face. And I think, you know, the fact that you're willing to face into that um, and have these conversations with her, I mean, we're always, you know, trying to encourage people to take that route when they are, um, there's something to be discussed with the parents. And the fact that you're wanting to do that with all of the um, different factors to consider in this particular situation, I just, first of all, I'm saluting you, my friend. Mm. Um, so there are a couple of um, suggestions that I have. The first one was if you are going to have any discussion, 
I would have a think about um, trying to find a support person that would be right, um, or that you would trust, sorry, right for you and who you feel um, a lot of trust with to sit with you when you have that conversation with your mum, just to keep you safe and I suppose so that you feel supported given that you anticipate that the reaction may not be good. And I suppose at points where if it got potentially contentious that you've got somebody there to help support you through the tough times in that conversation if that's if that's how you choose to communicate it. The other thought that I had potentially was whether or not you have a family member or a friend potentially that knows the dynamics of your family that you trust that may potentially know already um, about um, what you are going through and what you want to the, the journey that you want to embark on and who, who your true self is really mm. um, and that would be supportive of um, I suppose sitting down with you and maybe creating a bit of a strategy of, of the best way to communicate this information to your mum because I think it's I find it often quite helpful if um, I have somebody that knows my family dynamic you know when I'm talking through things that might be going on um, for me it's really helpful because they know how to advise me because they understand the context in which that conversation is happening. So that's another option. The other thing that I'm always very conscious about when we have um, questions like yours coming through is that I don't have personal experience um, having dealt with something like this myself and I really want to keep you safe in that conversation. So I think, um, you know, making sure that we provide you or I suppose um, direct you to some of the support services that are available out there for people like yourself that are going through situations like you are um, is really important. So we have um, Outline. So Outline can be contacted on 0800 Outline which is 0800 688 5463. They are available 10am to 10pm Monday to Friday um, and 5pm to 10pm on weekends. Now, Outline New Zealand is a national telephone counselling and information support service for the gay, lesbian, transgender, takata apui and bisexual people of New Zealand. There's also Rainbow Youth, um, that's an Auckland number, that's 0937641155 and you can contact them on weekdays from 11am to 5pm. And then there's also Talk, which you can contact on 1737 if you just need some immediate um, help and relief or just somebody to talk to, you've got trained professional counsellors on the other end of that line that can um, support you um, if you need to at all. So those are the suggestions that I have um, at the moment. But I just, um, again, want to um, take my hat off to you and give you props for um, the courage that you have moving forward. And also just to say what you're about to embark on is so important. It's so important to be who you are and be yourself and be honest about that and celebrate that and love that. And I so um, am stoked, really, that you are about to embark on that so that you can be all the wonderfulness that you are. And thank you so much for reaching out to us. And, you know, it's not look, it's not going to be the easiest situation because you know how your mum is mm. going to react or you have an idea of it. But definitely reach out to one of those numbers. 1737 is the one I can ha I have off the top of my head. But also Outline was? Um, 0800 Outline, so 0800 688 5463. ZM Sealed Section. Where you can ask whatever you want.